Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast. I'm Rex Nelson, Senior Editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and we are delighted to have a visitor from the north. Well, not the far north, just Batesville. But Dr. Melissa Tabner is president, the 19th president of Lyon College. She became Lyon's provost and dean of faculty in October of 2017, moving to Arkansas after 22 years at Emory and Henry in Virginia, a Virginia native, but an Arkansan since 2017, now the president of Lyon College and some exciting things going on at Lyon. Dr. Tamner, thank you so much for joining us today. It is absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now, I, 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 we were talking about it, but I will tell our listeners, I, on, in the, on the front end, I'm, I'm a biased subject. I, I spent five years of my career as president of the Association of All the Private Colleges and Universities in Arkansas, the four-year colleges and universities. There are 11 of them. Lyon was one of my 11 children, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a very biased subject here. I love what is going on right now, but we're going to delve into it because it has to do not just with the college and the undergraduate programs in Batesville, but some real exciting things right here where we're taping this show, and this is downtown Little Rock we're talking about. But I want to start uh, all those years in Virginia. What what attracted you to Lyon uh, about six years ago? Well, my entire professional career has been in higher education. And I went to a small private woman's college. And I know what that did for me and how I learned and how I thought and how I approached the world. And I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. So it was a privilege for me to have the opportunity to um, be a professor of biology at Emory and Henry College in Southwest Virginia. And I, I taught there for 22 years, as you said. But what's important for me is the mission, is that the mission that you are helping young people not just to learn about biology but how to learn about how to adult Mm -hmm. and how to be citizens and how to ask good questions and how to find solutions by working with people and that is part and parcel of why I, I, I sought another position outside of Emory and Henry at a sort of a leadership position and Lyon College was a perfect fit because the ethos of Lyon College is absolutely about undergraduate education and helping people to realize their potential the things that they love, the things that they're passionate about, and then go out into the world and do the good stuff, do the good work. I'm a graduate of a small liberal arts school. Both of my sons are graduates of small liberal arts schools. So uh, I, again, I'm, I'm biased. I, I can understand that attraction. A few weeks ago, I had a, a former justice of the Arkansas Supreme Court, well-known here in Arkansas, Bob Brown, uh, on this show, and uh, he described in the 1950s, which which would have been more of a culture shock then, uh, moving to Arkansas from Virginia as a young man. His father was an Episcopal priest and uh, was was coming here to be the bishop for Arkansas, actually, and uh, just described the culture shock and his mom's eyes wide as they crossed the bridge at Memphis and drove in. Now. This is many years later, but uh, you, you come west again after all those decades in Virginia. You come to Arkansas. What things, good, bad, indifferent, 
what things do you remember really surprised you about about Arkansas? What what would you say I, I was really not expecting till I got here and got on the ground? Well, um, I think the the most obvious thing is that I moved here with my husband in um, January of eighteen, mm. and when I began work, right, and that was an exceedingly cold January. It really and was. I was not expecting that. And I, I, we looked at each other and said, um, we just left the mountains in Virginia and it was warmer. I'm like, what, what is that about? Um, so that was, that was surprising. But then everything sort of evened out. And the thing that surprised me most was how very, very similar Mm-hmm. The Arkansas culture is to the culture of Southwest Virginia, where exactly. I spend most of most of my uh, adult career. There is a value um, in both of those cultures uh, of relationships and being able to talk together, to work together, to have a common goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that aside from the cold winter that year and a surprisingly warm summer. Um, I'm like, well, it, this feels very much like home. Yeah. And so that was that was a wonderful re- realization. Yeah, I, I lived in Washington D.C. during the 1980s, and uh, would would often think as I, I drove through those mountains of uh, of Southwest Virginia, and would see the Emory and Henry sign on Interstate 81. By the way. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> as I as I would make that drive, that it was similar to uh, the mountain regions of Arkansas, but. Um, I want to take it back, and then I, then I, we will dive into line and, and where things are going and some of the exciting things you've got going on. But you mentioned you had spent your career in higher education. What what led you to go into academia for a career? As I said, I'm a biologist. I, I'm actually a virologist by training. And uh, when I went to University of Virginia for my PhD, I was working on viruses as population controls in pest insects. So I'm, I'm interested in, in ecological applications of understanding how diseases work, that sort of thing. I come from a family of teachers. And I always was able to watch my mother, who was probably the most natural teacher I've ever seen in my life, and how much joy she gained from being able to see the light go on in her students. She she was a fourth grade teacher Mm -hmm. for 32 years. And education was always something that was a priority in my family. And to be able to go back into that industry, if you will, and be able to be a part of taking the next generation into where they need to be, that that really appealed to me. And I, when I told my mother I was uh, I had uh, secured a tenure track position, she said, "And you're going to teach." Well, I guess it's in the blood. I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. I've yeah. watched you and I've watched your sisters, and they're kind of amazing. So I was very fortunate to be able to follow that path and find that that love that my mother saw every day in the classroom, I was able to access that as well, and it's made all the difference to me. So you come to Lyon, uh, again, for those of you listening that aren't as familiar, for many decades it was known as Arkansas College. The name was changed to Lyon because of the great contributions of the Frank Lyon family through the years, but uh, a small very well-respected academic school, fewer than a 1,000 undergraduates. Talk a little bit now that you are the president of your vision for Lyon, where you see this institution being 
five years and then maybe even 10 years from now? I think that if you look at the environment or the, of higher education across the country, we're really at a, at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just post-pandemic. Uh, we are looking at a significant demographic shift. Um, if you think back to 2008 and the economic downturn that occurred then, exactly. a lot of people decided to forego having families. They either didn't have the families that were as large or they chose not to have children at all. Well, we're about 18 years out from that. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking at the number of college-age students in the next three to five years being significantly smaller. The enrollment cliff, as we call yeah, it in higher education, cliff, right, yes. that we're about to fall off of. I, yeah. I try not to think about that image because <laughs> it's it's quite, quite frightening. Yeah. It is an opportunity, though, because if institutions are committed to undergraduate education as we are, we want to continue doing that job. We have the reality that, you know, perhaps in the next three to five years, the number of college-age students available and interested in, in Lyon may be somewhat restricted. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality. So what what do you do? Well, then you begin to reimagine what is the overall mission of Lyon College. It's education. It's, it's higher education, but higher education writ large. And so we had been in conversation for a number of years about the addition of graduate programs and the graduate programs that, for us, that would make sense. What are we always really, really good at? Well, our education department is one of the best in the state. Mm-hmm. And the, our students who graduate and they gain licensure, they are sought after, not just in Independence County and the surrounding counties, but all over the state and beyond. They're very qual- very well qualified. And so we thought, well, what would be the next thing that we could do that could build on that strength? Well, we all know that there is a teacher shortage. And so we were in a conversation, well, what, how can we help that? And so our first graduate program that we are starting in the fall, we have gained approval for all of this, mm-hmm. is the Master of Arts in Teaching. This is a degree for folks who already have their baccalaureate degree. Right. They will be experts in their field because they majored in something. And should they choose to seek teaching as a profession, well, we will provide an opportunity to gain a master's degree, to gain the teaching background that you need to be an effective educator, and then help you move toward licensure. It's a one-year program, and we think it's going to be a really, really important thing for not just for Lyon, but for, for the school systems in the region. And then the, the conversations around our leadership tables, and now, and what else? And what else? And what else? <laughs> it's like, okay, let's back that down for a second. It's like, what, again, play to our strengths. What are mm-hmm. the things that we are very, very good in? Another strength that we have is STEM education and pre-health professions education in particular. We send a lot of people to graduate school Mm -hmm. um, in biology, chemistry, those sorts of things. But what a lot of people don't realize is that we have an acceptance rate for medical school that's basically double the national average. Our acceptance rate for all of the pre-health professions that our students go into, and that includes veterinary, dental, pharmacy, the whole thing, it's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And so we already have the undergraduate underpinning to then say, okay, we have the preparation. We can get people to graduate school. What graduate programs make sense? And again, what are the gaps? Mm -hmm. What are the things that we can help fill? And our first conversation was veterinary medicine. And we were having this conversation two or three years ago, saying, would it be possible for Lyon College to take the lead on developing a veterinary medicine school in Arkansas, since at the moment there is none? So what could we do about that? And then 
We, through um, connections with the Arkansas Independent Colleges and Universities, mm-hmm. um, we were introduced to, to some folks in Little Rock who were already working on a vet school and a dental school. And we actually didn't know that we were doing this par- in parallel. Time. Yes, right. we, were, we, were, right. we were working independently. And the, the person that made the introduction to our leadership um, said, you should probably have lunch and maybe have a conversation. And we had lunch, we had a conversation, and we, all, and we both went, okay, yeah, that makes an awful lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And so since then, we have been working with our partners at One Health in uh, Little Rock to work toward opening both a school of oral health and dental medicine and then a school of veterinary medicine. Now, these are long paths to roll. Hey, I understood. I understood. Long, but we already have made some significant progress. Um, we Lyon College applied for and was granted permission to open these two schools of uh, professional health care graduate school. So we were really pleased about that. We worked really hard with our accreditor. We worked hard with our partners. We worked hard internally to make sure that, first of all, is it the right thing for us to do? Does it make sense? Do we have a way forward? And it turns out we do. Mm-hmm. And that was that's that's sort of exciting. So we are continuing to, to move down that path, and it, it we're is, really exciting. It is really exciting. I, I want to drill down a little bit deeper in those areas. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, the need for more veterinarians in the state, a state where agriculture is the largest segment of the economy, is great. The need for dentists, I I spent four years uh, with the Delta Regional Authority in my career and found out that was one of our greatest needs in the Delta regions of this country. We were in parts of eight states where a lack of dentists more so even than medical doctors. So we we need those things. I, I think you are meeting a need, but I'm sh- and I'm sure you heard this, uh, a lot of people were shocked. You know, this is something, for instance, the University of Arkansas system never took on. Uh, it, it was It's awfully audacious for this little school from Batesville to do so. Is audacious an adjective that you've heard in this context? Um, audacious is one that I use. So, and, I'm, and, and we own that, and, and yeah. we're fine with that, because if you, if you see a need and you see that you have at least part of the capacity to make these changes happen, it's important to sort of do the, do the work, do the research, find the partners, and then make it happen. And I think that we've, we've been very, very fortunate that we've made really good connections outside of One Health that um, are going to be supporters as we move down these roads. Yeah. I, oh, I love the, the idea of partnering with the private sector. I, I think that just makes it more possible. Tell us a little more about One Health, about how it got started, who's behind it, whatnot. One Health is a group of folks who actually have direct professional experience in the dental industry in Arkansas. They also have direct experience with starting um, ARCOM. One of the principals, the president at uh, One Health, Fraser Edwards, was instrumental in putting together the uh, osteopathic school in mm-hmm. Fort Smith. So they know Which something. It's been a tremendous success. I've written it, numerous columns about it. It has, and, and again, met a need. Yeah, it met very a need much that so. continues to to be present, and they're they're doing the good work. And so when the folks at One Health got together and they said, you know, there are still needs in Arkansas, how can we help? 
What can we do to sort of move the needle for healthcare access? And what, what are the needs in the state? And so they began doing their own research prior to figuring out that we were doing something similar in, uh, in parallel. They began working to think, okay, how could we put this together? How can we change the face of, for example, dental education in Arkansas? One of the concerns that pretty much everyone has is that when when people go to college, they go to graduate school, they go to professional school, they are making a significant investment in their future. But that investment is not cheap. It mm-hmm. takes an awful lot of resources exactly. to go to college. It takes resources to go to professional school. And consequently, one of the concerns that we all have is how do we manage the debt that is associated with this level of, of education? And I think one of the things that we are trying to do by putting together the program for the vet school and the dental school is to go about things a little bit differently. We are looking at a three-year program, a three-year year-round program, uh, nine terms. And we will obviously start on boots on the ground in the East Village in the Heifer facility Mm -hmm. in Little Rock. But when they get to when both the vet students and the dental students get to a certain proficiency level, then they will actually go out into practicing clinics and they will work one-on-one or sometimes Mm -hmm. two-on-one with their mentors in the clinics getting real world experience. And there will be evaluation at every step. We're not going to put people into the field without supervision, without preparation. So that's an important piece of it. And so that's what we're thinking. I mean, it's a different type of education, but it's not unheard of. Mm-hmm. We're beginning to see this in the dental industry in other parts of the country. We're beginning to see this in, in the veterinary education industry in other parts of the country. So it's not so brand spanking new that, that there will be like, oh my gosh, we can't, that, that's just too different. We're building on the changes that are already in place and trying to take it to the next level so that we can serve the students, we can serve the professions, and ultimately Arkansas and beyond. We'll be back with more of the Southern Fried Podcast, but first, this break. Hi, Rex Nelson here. Thanks for listening so far. A lot of the topics we cover here on the Southern Fried Podcast and many more can be found on the pages of the Democrat Gazette. If you'd like to support this great newspaper's commitment to bringing you the latest in Arkansas news, sports, and entertainment, consider subscribing to the Democrat Gazette today. With your subscription, you'll get a digital edition of the newspaper every morning along with the latest news and updates delivered to you on an iPad provided at no extra cost. You'll also get the same award-winning journalism you've come to expect from the Democrat Gazette, including my three weekly columns, plus exclusive photo galleries, videos, articles, and digital extras all in the palm of your hand. As a bonus, we're offering a limited-time deal to our podcast listeners. To take advantage of this exclusive offer, click the link in the description or go to ArkansasOnline.com forward slash podcast 23. Welcome back to the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. 
on the dental side, you announced an agreement with the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, who had in the past looked at opening its own dental school. UMS never has. I- explain what that involves. It involves um, a recognition that there may be opportunities for the dental school or the veterinary medicine school and UMS to actually share some resources and to perhaps collaborate. We've not committed to like, oh yes, you're going to do X and we're going to do Y. It basically just set up a conversation to say, yes, we are open to this. We are open to UAMS um, bringing suggestions, bringing expertise that could potentially help us um, as we grow these programs out. And we would do the same for UAMS as well. Here's a facility, here are opportunities that you could perhaps expand the medical education that's going on at UAMS. So it really is an opportunity for us to sit down together as we get farther along in this process and say, okay, what makes sense? What makes sense for you? What makes sense for us? And how can we work together to make this happen? Got it. And on the dental side, you've already named a dean, right? We have. Dr. Burke Sof is actually a dentist at a dental school in Salt Lake City. He actually has some ties to Virginia as well, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of weird. I said his um, uh, where he went to school is a little town called Buena Vista. Ah. Nobody ever says Buena Vista right. I said it right. He was like, yay. Um, <laughs> So he is amazing. He has a tremendous amount of experience uh, in dental education. He is a practicing dentist, obviously, uh, but he also has a lot of experience with the dental accreditor, the CODA that goes with the American Dental Association. And so he's been able to already to bring some, um, some nuance to our conversation as we finalize our initial application. So he's, we're really looking forward to working more closely with him. He and his family will move to Arkansas in the summer, and right. then he will uh, take up his full-time position July 1. Right. We're really looking forward to him being here. You mentioned putting the facilities in the Heifer headquarters in the East Village. Um, you know, I, I've got to tell you, and I know you were looking at meeting a need in the veterinary area, in the dental area. But you've got a lot, and I write a lot about downtown revitalization all over Arkansas. You've got a lot of urban planning types, for lack of a better term, really excited. Uh, there's a, there's another benefit, I think, of what Lion is doing. Uh, I mean, I look at the, once you have both schools up and running, I mean, the literally hundreds between students, faculty, and staff of new people who will be coming downtown uh, every day. I, I think you are going to be playing a leading role in revitalizing the downtown of the state's largest city. Did, did did that enter your mind when you started these talks about these schools? Well, our initial talks were very far-ranging. I mean, we were talking exactly what you said. I said, what are the facilities going to look like? We, If we have these facilities, if we have these schools, we're going to need infrastructure. We're going to need places for people to live, places for people to eat, places for people to shop. And those were parts of the conversation. Obviously, Lion is not involved directly in that part but I know that there are a number of people who are actually working on, okay, what could this look like once the schools are getting ready to open? So it was, it was another benefit that, you know, that wasn't our primary benefit, but it is a significant one that we're really proud to be a part of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I know there are a lot of people around Little Rock that are very excited about this. At the same time, I know you have had to send the message Look, Lyon College is going to remain a Batesville-based 
college. Our undergraduate programs are going to be here. Our, our campus is going to be here. We're fully devoted to Batesville in this area of North Central Arkansas. Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the, the first questions that we, we received when we first announced this internally. It's like, are we moving Are we moving to Little Rock? I'm like, no, no, we are 150 years old. Exactly. We have been in Batesville from the get-go. And because our roots are so deep, it would make no sense for us to leave the community that has been such a huge supporter and vice versa. We support the Batesville and Independence County community in any way we possibly can. So that relationship is not something we're ever going to compromise. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is, as I said at the beginning, we are trying to imagine what Lyon College mission is writ large. And that means solidifying what we're doing, expanding what we're doing in Batesville, but also looking beyond Batesville. Where else can we have an impact? Where can we do the work that's important to us? So Batesville is... They're kind of stuck with us. We're not leaving. (laughs) I have to believe that the publicity you will receive and then once they're up and running, having that line named on the dental school, on the veterinary school, I mean, to project the line name out there more and more will help you draw more undergraduate students to Batesville. Absolutely, and we're already seeing that. Uh, My office gets... A call or two every week or so from people, sometimes it's grandmas, sometimes it's students. Um, my granddaughter wants to be a veterinarian. When can she apply? And we're like, give us a minute. We're going to put your name in a database, and we're going to send you regular updates. We're going to let you know how things are going. We're seeing the same thing for the dental side as well. So that's exciting. And so what we will continue to do is to strengthen and support our STEM education, our liberal arts basis, which is incredibly mm-hmm. powerful mm-hmm. As, as a quality education, and, and let people know that if you want to go to vet school and you want to go to dental school and you come to Lyon, you are going to be very well prepared and very well positioned to take up that spot when you're ready and so stay tuned we will we will be communicating with you and we will welcome you with open arms you know one of the things I love about visiting any college or university which I did for years as a sports writer and then later when I worked in higher education at AICU is getting the feel for that which is unique that's which sets it apart and when I, when I use the term, because it's the term that's coming to my head, funky vibe, uh, that's a positive. And, and Lyon has that to me. Everything from the Scottish program and the Scottish festival that you have every year and the bagpipe and, and the people walking around in kilts uh, during that to uh, your outdoor focus based on where you are with everything from rock climbing to cave exploring as club programs. But uh, Lyon does have a, a unique niche that I that I think would be attractive to a lot of people. I, I tell you, look, you, you, you can get everything from bagpipe playing to rock climbing there. Absolutely. And be a really strong English major <laughs> and be a really strong economics major. And you're, you're going to come out of Lyon College having had all those opportunities. You, we have varsity sports mm-hmm. at the NCAA D3 now. We have co-curricular programs. We have fraternities. We have sororities. We have, as you mentioned, LEAP, our outdoor leadership program. 
that's going great guns now. We have a partnership with Batesville, uh, developing uh, more bike trails, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we, Batesville's a small town, but it has opportunities for exploration, even in a small town. And you sort of weave that into your lion experience. And that leads to the funky, but it also leads to the quality and something that basically gets into your soul and you come back after you graduate. I've seen that with our alums, that, that something something draws them, something has attached them to Lyon or Arkansas College, and they keep coming back because that's where their hearts are. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the testament to the success of a program. Yeah, well, I've got to tell you, I, I, I love that Batesville area, I love the campus, uh, love traveling up there, but as a guy who works here in downtown Little Rock every day, I also love the potential of both of the schools we talked about, the dental school and the veterinary school, for revitalizing, as I said, downtown Little Rock, but at the same time supplying a great need in two different areas that I see as I travel rural Arkansas on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One of the pieces of data that people um, often quote is that if you are looking at people who go to professional school, medical school, veterinary school, dental school, whatever, they tend to stay in practice where they train. Mm-hmm. And so being able to provide that opportunity for healthcare professionals in Arkansas, even though they will go off as part of their training, they will see large cities and small cities and small clinics, big clinics, you know, whatever. We want them to come home. We mm-hmm. want them to realize that the opportunities that are part of their profession are here. And not just the training, it's what comes after. And then that's how you begin to serve. And that's important to us. And, you know, we are starting to see that. You mentioned the osteopathic school in Fort Smith. Of Mm -hmm. course, the New York Institute of Technology also operates a school on the Arkansas State University campus in Jonesboro. And with those two schools on either side of the state, we are now starting to see that. They They are meeting a great Need. So there's an example of what I think your schools are going to do, and that's meet the same need in the way those two schools already are. Absolutely. I think one of the, in our conversations informally and now more formally, we have been sort of focused on making sure that rural health care is, is a part of, of our focus, that we know that we we can't really guarantee where people are going to practice, but providing sufficient numbers of practitioners so that you can supply the health care that's needed in every county in Arkansas and beyond, that, that's an important thing. Absolutely. Dr. Tamner, we're out of time. Thank you so much, and good luck going forward. Well, thank you. This was, this was fun. It really was. It really was. Dr. Melissa Tabner, the president of Lyon College at Batesville, our guest today. Thank you for joining us on another edition of the Southern Fried Podcast, a production of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.